we're so glad that you tuned in today. Um, this is a bonus podcast that we are featuring through this series called Battling Anxiety. And um, through this whole month of November at Erie First Assembly, um, which meets on 8150 Oliver Road at 10 a.m. every Sunday, um, we are talking about this issue that is just so prevalent among so many of us of anxiety, of worry, of um, just this feeling of of overwhelmment. And so what we decided would be really helpful is, uh, along with our, our sermon series, um, that we would release a bonus podcast each week from a different angle. We asked a few people from our congregation to come in over these period of weeks and just talk about different angles that they have on um, this particular issue. And so I'm really excited today um, to have with us uh, Pastor Quint, of course. You want to say hey? Hello. <laughs> and then... Uh, um, our, um, a great and awesome friend of mine named Kara Rajeski, um, who is going to just share with us a little bit about her story. So, Kara, do you want to say hi to the the listeners? Yeah, sure. Hi, I'm Kara, and um, I, my husband and I have been attending Erie First since um, 2017. Um, we currently live in Erie with our fur animals, and um, yeah, we're just enjoying the married life. We uh, just celebrated four years, so. Oh, that's so great. Well, thanks for being here, um, and thanks for your just willingness to be vulnerable. Um, we know that uh, that vulnerability in community can just do a lot um, for us, as we know that we're all in the same kind of battle together, fighting together. Um, so let's just kind of jump right in. and. Cool. All right. Well, um, anxiety is definitely not an, an easy topic, but I think it's one that hits um a lot of people, it's something that's very prevalent in today's society. And so Kara's actually been a part of two of my small group ministries. And so I've gotten to know her and uh, I reached out to her when we decided to do this and asked her if she would be willing to share some of her story, her testimony. And then um, as, it, as it unfolds, we'll talk about um, some things I've gone through as well. But ultimately the, the breakthrough that she's found or the how she's um, learned to deal with it. So Kara, if you could go ahead and just kind of share whatever you're comfortable with, and then we'll yeah. kind of just unpack that from there. Yeah, sure. So I should start off by saying um, I am more prone to worry. And since I can remember, I've really been like a what-if person mm-hmm. and really like maybe dramatizing scenarios and really envisioning the worst. And, you know, as life had went on, you know, as I got older, um, life got bigger and there was more responsibilities. And so those what-if scenarios really became more intense. Sure. And um, I continued through like this through... Um, through my teens and actually I was 16 when I had my first panic attack and I was actually here at youth group Um, and I remember just sitting there and feeling this overwhelm come over my body this dread this need to like get up and flee my heart was pounding Um, and yeah I think that was just pretty much a classic panic attack and I had experienced those um, moving forward through it through college into my 20s um, but I never even thought about the fact that, oh, maybe I have anxiety. Maybe this isn't normal or, or it's normal, but it, it doesn't have to be like this. Sure. Um, and so fast forward to just a couple years ago, um, I was battling some physical symptoms. And in hindsight, I really realized that that was probably related to or the root of my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And um, one of the things that was really revealed to me throughout the things I'll get into throughout this process was that there was a lot of like shame and guilt and unforgiveness that had been bubbling up in my in my life that I had never really dealt with Uh and so I was kind of at this like this breaking point um and I was calling myself a Christian but I wasn't letting God into all those ugly places I was still Uh trying to like control it myself and exhaust myself down all these roads to find 
um, to find that healing. Yeah, and I'll I'll jump in there too real quick, Kara. I um, it's interesting because I think as Christians, I'm glad you brought that up. We kind of have this, uh, I don't know, this a uh, wrong belief inside of us that we shouldn't deal with worry. We shouldn't deal with, you know, panic. We shouldn't deal with that. And if we do deal with it, we get guilty. Mm-hmm. And so then we've got worry and then guilt about the worry and then more guilt and then more worry. And then all of a sudden we're on this downward spiral and then we have anxiety about having anxiety and then, and then concerned about even sharing that with people that are our Christians or our pastors or people, because it's almost like this, um, shame, shame part of it. And I think that's all part of the, the ugliness of it and what gets us in deep. So, yeah. And that was definitely something I experienced on that guilt and thinking that I should have the joy of the Lord. Like Mm. I feel so ashamed. And then it was to the point where that shame led to not wanting to share and ultimately isolation and telling people around me who love me and care about me, who cared about me, don't tell anybody. Mm. Like, I want to hide this because I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. That was just, I mean, that was really a difficult thing to overcome. Absolutely. And I'll jump in on that. I think that, um, because I had, I've had one, personally, I've had one experience uh, with this, but it is, it is one of those things where rationale goes out the window Mm -hmm. and you just end up in this, uh, this crippling, like you, it's like part of your brain shuts off and I'm no scientist. There probably is truth to that. Probably part of your brain does shut off. But, um, I, when you're talking, what I'm realizing, what, what's kind of coming to mind is we're complex beings. And so we're spiritual and we're physical and we're emotional and all these things are intertwined. And when we try, when we try to compartmentalize them or separate them, that's where things, uh, can get tricky because if you try to separate the spiritual from the physical, from the emotional, uh, that's just not how we're made. And so it doesn't work. That's and good. We can find ourselves in these types of situations. Uh, but anyways, it sounds like you were finding that those, you were kind of brought to a place where it was made very real to you. Those three things are very intertwined. Yes. And you yeah. to almost do something. Yeah. With that. And when I realized that, I realized that at the, at, when I was at the end of myself, mm-hmm. because there was a point where I was going to doctors and I was saying, what is wrong with mm-hmm. me? Because when I, re- when I really reached that, that dark, dark place, I was last spring and I was having all these physical symptoms. I couldn't eat, mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. I was having multiple panic attacks a day. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, it was something I've never experienced before. I actually thought I was dying. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was hard. And yeah. I would go to the doctor and I'd say, you're a perfectly healthy young woman. You know, you're and you're thinking, I don't feel like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. saying, maybe it's anxiety. You have a lot of stress. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, that is yeah. not it. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it really did reach a point where um, I was at the end of myself. And I think that that is, that's where God met me. And that's actually, so good. he met me there because I, that's when I decided to surrender mm-hmm. everything that, that I felt I need to have control over. And I invited him into that place. Wow. And that's really when things really turned for yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I heard once anxiety um, controls you by making you feel out of control. Like that, that's its whole, yeah. that's its whole. So, so yeah, so you feel out of control, but, but by you feeling out of control and trying to fight that it's controlling you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's just yeah, like it's this catch 22, yeah. catch 22. And then all of a sudden you're, yeah, just completely throwing your hands up in the air. But it sounds like that as difficult as that, mm-hmm. even hearing it makes me feel for you. It sounds like it put you in a spot. Um, a good spot, really, ultimately. Yeah. And at the time, you know, obviously, I didn't really see it that way. Um, why is this happening to me? Uh-huh. Or at least the Chris, you know, it's not supposed to be this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I had all these like, expectations for my my life, and um, where I was was not what I had envisioned. Um, 
and yeah, so that was just, that was really hard pill to swallow. But um, when I started seeking the Lord, he, like I said, he met me there and he really responded to my needs. And um, he, there was a lot of things he revealed to me that I kind of wanted to share um, with this place that I was in because I had this, you know, um, there's this underlying theme of just like fear uh-huh. that was really taking a hold of me and believing a lot of lies. And um, he really revealed to me that I was dwelling in the past and I had a fear of the future. Um, that I wasn't putting my identity in him, but rather what other people thought of me Uh and being really concerned with that. Um, Perfectionism, which is connected to those expectations. Um, Control and not leaning on on his strength, but my own to figure things out and even calling upon other people to answer my problems when that's not right. And then um, isolation was a huge thing. And when I was isolated, um, that's when a lot of lies were able to come in and, Absolutely. Yeah. and so, grow yeah. in the dark, they always say, right? Yes. That stuff grows in the dark. Yes, exactly. And so, yeah, I um, that was one of the huge things. If there's anything that I really would like to say is that um, taking my thoughts captive was something um, that was really huge for me. Uh-huh. Um, it wasn't, I mean, there was other things that went into play, obviously, but like my mind and my thought life, like that was huge. Because there was a point where I couldn't even like trust my own thoughts. Everything I thought was a lie because my mom, you know, she really encouraged me and challenged me. Take those thoughts that you're feeling or that you're thinking and those feelings you feel and match them up with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And what does it say? And nothing I was thinking was true. No, I was I didn't have any truth. Wow. <laughs> and so um, that That's was a really, really profound moment when I realized that. And I just want to say um, in Psalms um, 55, David says, listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear and answer me. My thoughts trouble me and I'm distraught because of what my enemy is saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would say, honestly, that's, like, really where I was. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe anything that I was thinking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think it's uh, amazing just to hear that God met you in that place and that you felt like you were at the end, but that's where God came in and said, mm-hmm. no, this isn't the end. Right. This is just a new beginning mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I do think, uh, and this isn't to, to take anything away from Kara's mom, who I work with and love and her office is next to mine. But <laughs> I do think sometimes as Christians, uh, we have a tendency or we can put ourselves in positions where we tell people, well, you just need to take every thought captive. Now, the difference here is that Jen had a relationship with Kara and could speak that into her life. But sometimes if we're not careful as Christians, we can almost be not flippant, but just casual with, I mean, this is a very real struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we do need to be careful of that. Is it true we can take every thought captive? Yes. But I would say it is so important we have relationship, quality relationship with people when we're giving them that encouragement because mm-hmm. it, it almost feels like if I'm telling you something's not okay and you're saying, well, just think okay things and it'll become okay, that's that's not helpful. And uh-huh. that's definitely um, not gentle or gracious. Um, so I'll tell the, just the two-minute version of my story because I think – um, what you're hearing from Kara is almost like a, an ongoing and chronic struggle that um, that she has dealt with. And in like two minutes, I want to hear a thing. As we've heard some things that help you get through that. I also want to hear things that help you in the day-to-day now uh, to, to consistently battle it. Um, but my, my story is one of I've really never struggled um, with anxiety, with worry, with any of those things. Um, of course, like anybody, I've dealt with stress, but I've never had... Um, it's not something that really enters my life in the day-to-day, but about six or seven months ago, my father-in-law passed away very unexpectedly. 
um, at 57 years old. Uh, and in that week following, we were doing all the things that you do when a loved one passes, trying to survive, trying to have a funeral, trying to do all those things. And about probably about 48 hours after he passed away, um, I, I was having what I thought were chest pains. I ended up going to the doctor. They did an EKG. They said, your heart's fine. I mean, I'm 33 years old. Uh, but they said, if it gets worse, you should go to the ER. So anyways, by that night, um, they were much, much worse. And I was sure I was having a heart attack. I was presenting all the symptoms of a heart attack. My dad's dad died of a heart attack at age 39. So I did have that in the back of my mind this whole time. You shouldn't have heart attacks at 33, but it can happen. And so anyways, um, I say all that to say, like my story is one of just all at once, like this avalanche that hit me and uh, my wife and I ended up at the ER. They, you come in holding your chest, they rush you to the front of the line. And praise God, it was it was literally just a panic attack and not to be little panic attacks, but it wasn't a heart attack and I was, I was okay. And God gave us the absolute right doctor who helped us figure out what was going on um, naturally and normally. And, our, and it was actually all muscle related. The stress that I had built up so much in my life and like I said earlier, we're spiritual and physical and emotional beings. So my physical was so paralyzed, it was paralyzing my emotional and ultimately my spiritual. So anyways, um, I'm a pastor. I know all the verses. I know cast all your cares on him. I know do not fret or worry. Do not be anxious for nothing or be anxious for nothing. I know all these things, but I, I lived just six, seven months ago, this exact experience where I was saying all the right things and I was believing them and I was praying very desperate prayers on the way to the hospital. But ultimately, it was one of those things where um, I needed to just, just kind of like ride it out and walk it out and get in, get in the right room with the right doctor who could help me understand. Um, because like I said, sometimes the, all the things you know disappear in those moments when you're really struggling with it. So mm -hmm. anyways, that's, that I guess is just to kind of offer the contrasting side of Maybe you're hearing this and it's not a chronic thing that you have to deal with, but it can happen to anybody at any time. Mm -hmm. And it can happen in a 48 hour period. It can go from zero to a hundred. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so don't, I guess, don't be careless or casual with it. Take it seriously and recognize that like getting the right people to speak into your life really does matter mm -hmm. and really uh, is a huge help. Um, and just yeah, with that too, um, Pastor Quinn and Kara, you both mentioned some people that, and I'm sure you, if we had time, you could even elaborate others that, you know, spoke into those situations for both of you. But I think um, it's so important that as a church or as a community that we are helping each other with this, um, because like you said, it just strikes me so much about the isolation part of it. I think that's all part of the enemy's plan. I think that's all part of... Um, just anxiety in general is that if it can get us alone in a corner, uh, there, it can wreak a lot more damage than um, if we are uh, trusting each other with that information, um, helping each other kind of lifelines, you know, for one another. And so um, I heard it once said that anxiety is a group project, like beating it, battling anxiety is a group project. Like we have to, we have to help each other. We have to, um, and help each other get out of it and it'll also help eliminate that shame um which i totally understand and experience personally too like you just don't even want to tell anybody because you're like oh this is embarrassing you know but in reality that's going to be the um the victory like yeah. that's going to be the lifeline is when you can be honest okay. and say i don't this isn't rational i don't understand it but man it's getting me right now you know what i mean like how yeah. can we do this together so yeah 
yeah, the, yeah, bringing bringing into the light what I was hiding in the yeah, dark. Yeah, so good. Allowing other people to know. And I think Pastor Nicole, you said that to me when I came to talk to you. You said, I'm happy that you shared this with me because I can carry some of that burden for you. Mm-hmm. You're not alone in that. Yeah. And right. that was really, really amazing for me to hear mm-hmm. coming from somebody else. That's awesome. So as we wrap up um, today, you've kind of shared some of the things that helped you get through that or overcome that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of scripture, a lot of the right, you know, the right input and then the right people around you, support system. Any other things uh, before we hit the last, uh, the last question, any other things that from that time that you would share or that you would say? Yeah, I would say something else would be obedience. Um, Uh I recognize that in order to um, grow and allow God to grow and stretch me, I really had to step out in things that I did not want to do. uh, one of the first things actually God called me to do is do a water baptism. And wow. um, that was really profound for me because I remember on that paper, I wrote, Jesus breaks strongholds. Mm-hmm. And um, even at the time I was struggling with it, I was declaring that in my life. Wow. And then... Um, that's the first time I met you, Gary. Yeah. Actually, that yeah, day. I that's know. cool. Yeah. And so, um, obedience, I would say. And, you know, Pastor Quinn, I remember, you know, going into the first small group and saying... Yeah. I don't. I didn't really want to be here because right. it was uncomfortable for me, and I was being honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I'm glad that I did. Yeah. Um, volunteering here—that was something that I was nervous to do, but I'm so grateful for that. And with all that um, came community that yeah. I desperately needed yeah. and I did not have before. And so um, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. See, I told Kara the book. When you get in my small group, and then I learn your story, and then I learn your victory, I find things like this for you to do. Because I want to share it with people because God is so good, and yeah. this is how we all, you know, right. grow, and that's how we help each other. It's how we, you know, like Nicole just said, it's a it's a group project. Mm-hmm. So um, it might have been, uh, so it might have brought on some anxiety when I asked you to do this, but I think it's I think it's uh, so healthy and so awesome and. Um, Anyway, so, all right, well, then let me ask you kind of the final thing, uh, and Nicole, if you have anything you want to jump in on this, uh-huh. um, but I, I don't want to just talk about it. I think it's good to talk about ways that you got out of it, but now, like, you're still you're still living everyday life now, so, like, what are some things now? Situations still come up. Uh, stress is still there. Opportunity for anxiety is still there. So what are some things you find yourself doing in the day-to-day now? to see it coming, to cope with it, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be, any, anything, you know? Yeah. So I'll say, yeah, every day I still, I still have anxiety. Um, and I kind of do use it as like a check engine light. Um, if I'm feeling anxious, good. what am I, what am I thinking? Yeah. What am I dwelling on? That's am good. I in the word? Um, just thinking of all those, you know, what kind of feelings am I, am I having? Because if it's, if it's a fear, cause that's not of God, uh-huh. you know, and just trying to really focus on, on those things. Um, and then I want to mention this too, just cause I found it really important in my journey was physical needs and taking that time to physically rest and be well That's and, good. um, other things like journaling and being out in the sunshine and yeah, being with people who care about you. Um, those are all things that I just try to be really mindful of when I feel that anxiety coming on. That sunshine, we could use a little more yeah. of that <laughs> this time of year. That was I was yeah. giggling, but yeah, that's really good. Kara, I, I really appreciate those practical things. I think sometimes we just forget that some of that stuff it's like a three-pronged approach you know like when we're dealing with this kind of thing it's like what can I do do everything we can physically mentally emotionally spiritually um but we can't forget to do the spiritual part and the mental part and the emotional part and the physical part and I think that that's where we get it's it's like an incomplete answer to only say it's an incomplete answer to say 
just take care of the spiritual part but neglect the physical part. That's yeah. part of it. Or just take care just, of the physical yeah. part, but yeah. don't get in the word. Exactly. Yeah, right. You know, or whatever the case is, emotional, all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, I think we have to remember it's a it's a whole thing. I love that idea of like a check engine light because so it's, good. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's taking what the devil is trying to make cripple you mm-hmm. and using it, in, you know, identify, finding the positive in it and finding a way to, hey, how can I spin this? Yes to honor God, to grow closer to God? How can I use this in a positive way to take steps forward? And that's one thing, you know, my anxiety isn't gone, you know, and he can't take that from me. He could, yeah. Any moment. But I... I still have this anxiety, but I can still thrive. So good. You know? Yeah. That's really been eye-opening. And that's one of those ways that, you know, God's changed my perspective. Yeah. And just showing that he's so faithful that, you know, it's okay to have these struggles and he's there and I can still... Yeah. I can get through, yeah, get through life. Yeah. yeah. And we, we all have, whether it's a physical struggle, an emotional struggle, a mental struggle, whatever it is, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Mm-hmm. We all know that if nothing else, we'll realize full healing when we get to the other side, when we enter heaven. Yeah. Um, and so God might tr- choose to do it tomorrow morning when you wake up. He might choose to do it 10 years from now, and he might choose to do it then. Regardless, we can bring him glory in our journey, and we can grow closer to him. So. I think that's awesome. That's yeah, so good. Awesome. So. I'd love to, um, I just like to pray for those that maybe are listening that yeah. can identify with Pastor Quinn or, or Kara's story. And then um, just want to remind you all that every Sunday in November at 10 a.m. on Sundays, we are meeting to talk about battling anxiety. And so um, please come, make, sh- make sure you get there every single week. Bring a friend, uh, maybe somebody in your life who has shared with you that this is something that has been heavy on their heart and my prayer is that they could really um like Kara shared just like get a get some hope like get a lifeline it may take a crawl a slow crawl out but but at least we can hand somebody a flashlight you know what I mean or 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 a friend to be in the in the in the mud with them so let me pray um Jesus we just come to you Uh, we know uh father that you are faithful and God we um could talk all day Lord about the things that you've done for for each of our lives and and we know that uh, many that are listening today can reflect that same thing but I just pray right now I intercede for those that have felt um like Kara has described have felt hopeless have felt broken have felt maybe in the hardest um times of their life I pray for those that maybe experienced what Pastor Quint said with a panic attack something a circumstance that threw them into just um something that they've never experienced before, that they felt like literally they were going to die, Father. And I pray right now for those in that moment, God, that your Holy Spirit of God would come upon them, that your Holy Spirit of God would give them a clear thought. And that thought would be um, to reach out to a friend, to reach out to somebody, to get some community so that they can um, get through this time. God, we know that we were meant to live life with you and live life with each other. And so, God, we just pray that we could do better at that, that we could love each other. I pray against that that shame, that guilt, that, that thing that keeps us in isolation. I pray even today that you would give people the strength that they need to make that step out of isolation. God, um, I know that it, they won't regret it. And so I just pray that you would give them the hope and the strength. Lord, we love you. Uh, we know you love us so much. And so God, I pray that throughout this week and the rest of the series, Lord, that we would understand the depth and the, the width and the, and the vastness of your love for us. God, it's in your strong name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that concludes uh, today's podcast. So look next week for the second installment of these bonus podcasts. And uh, thanks for listening.